This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. Imagine this, you only work four days a week. Three-day weekends are a permanent thing, and you get to keep your 40-hour-a-week salary. What would you do with that extra day? How life-changing would that be? This is the reality of some Bay Area employees, and it's a trend that's gaining some momentum across the country, especially in small companies. The pandemic has disrupted the traditional work model, and workers in America are thinking about the value of their personal time and their relationships with their employers. Today on Fifth Emission, Chronicle reporter Carolyn Saeed shares the experiences of Bay Area employers who have been experimenting with a four-day workweek model. Employees, not surprisingly, love it. But what do employers think? Later, we'll hear from Joanne Lee Wagner from Oakland's Common Future, a nonprofit organization that switched to a 32-hour workweek during the pandemic. If you're an employer and think there's no way you can make it work, Lee Wagner will share some results from her organization's experiment that may surprise you. Spoiler alert, it's something to seriously consider. Like, really. Let's start with Chronicle reporter Carolyn Saeed. Carolyn, thanks for being here. The concept of a four-day work week certainly sounds very appealing for many employees, I assume. But how did that idea gain momentum with employers? Well, that's a great question. I mean, most people I told about this story said, oh, four days a week, that sounds great to me. How am I going to get my boss to go for that? And and to be clear, these are four eight-hour days, not four 10-hour days, which is something that many companies have been doing for years and, and is not really that different. That's just time shifting. Some companies experimented with it, sometimes in an effort to see if it would make their employees happier. You know, it's it's actually a great recruiting tool, too. Companies exist to make money and, and run their business. And so they're not going to do something like this if it's going to hurt the bottom line. So all the companies that did it experimented with it for a while first and had various metrics to see if it was affecting the bottom line. And they found that it was not, that actually their workers were just as productive, which actually shows that there probably was a lot of wasted time that they got rid of. There were a lot of meetings that weren't necessary. There was, you know, the the water cooler time, the time that people take off to go to the doctor or whatever, those things got shifted out of the workday. So it's like 32 hours of really solid work. And the pandemic made it a great time to explore this kind of new model, especially since so many of us moved to remote work, right? I think that's exactly right. Companies were already seeing that they didn't have to be so rigid about doing things the way we've always done them. There was a certain amount of time shifting going on anyway with people working remotely. The pandemic definitely has you know, upended the, the traditional rules of work. And we did see that job listings for four-day-a-week positions increased during the pandemic. Hmm. This year to date, 76 out of 10,000 job listings offer a four-day-a-week option. That's four eight-hour days, according to ZipRecruiter, which is a job listing site. And that's more than double that 36 out of 10,000 in 2016. But it's still pretty darn small. 
And mm. they, they saw a big surge in these four-day workweek jobs in 2020. And they said possibly because business activity in general shrank that year and businesses were more open to experimenting. And for your story, you spoke to several of these companies that tried this new model. And one of them was a San Francisco e-commerce startup. It's called Bolt. They tried out the four-day work week last year. How did it turn out for them? Well, they tried it as an experiment, and the experiment went well. They found that all their metrics for productivity, they were still hitting all of them. And employees, not surprisingly, in, in survey after survey, said they were really happy, and it was great for life balance and so forth. So they decided to stick with it. What they emphasize is that they have flexible work and they need to, you know, meet their goals and so forth. But if you can meet your goals in four days a week, good for you. (laughs) Mm. Now, interestingly, the four-day work week has support from several lawmakers in Sacramento. Some briefly considered a bill before it was dropped. And even at the federal level, a California congressman introduced similar legislation Why are lawmakers weighing in on this? What larger benefits do they see? Well, I think they see that this, you know, would be great for quality of life for for workers, at least at the federal level. It's Representative Mark Tenneco from California, and he has support from labor leaders. I think labor leaders also like this a lot because, you know, labor leaders self-style themselves as the people who brought you the weekend. I'm sure they wouldn't mind self-styling themselves as the people who brought you the permanent three-day weekend, too. So in Sacramento, the bill did not, you know, advance. It didn't really make it through committee. And actually, the same was true at the federal level. But I I spoke to the congressman, and he says he plans to introduce it again in this coming session. Although, of course, now it's a Republican-controlled House. This bill is probably something that would be more likely to be supported by Democrats rather than Republicans. Although I was amazed in my research to find out that no less a stalwart Republican than Richard M. Nixon, when he was the vice president of the United States in 1956, gave a speech in which he said that the four-day work week would be happening in the very near future, thanks to the economic policies of the Eisenhower administration. So Nixon, um, yeah. Nixon was a supporter of a shorter work week. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. Well, there are some critics, right, Carolyn? Oh, yeah. Businesses, economists, they don't think it's a good idea, though. Why? Well, I, I think that they're concerned about the impact on productivity. The California Chamber of Commerce termed this a job killer bill. And economists say that they feel like, you know, we already have such a tight labor market. It'll be really hard for companies to get their work done. For example, just if a company went to a four-day work week, there are other companies would eat their lunch, although that is not what was discovered by the companies that have done it. But that is the fear from both economists and business leaders. So we have anecdotes from businesses that have experimented with this. They say their employees are happy. Productivity has remained the same. But there's been actual research also done on this to show the benefits of a four-day work week. And there was a pilot program. Tell me more about that. So there's a um, nonprofit called Four-Day Week Global, which seeks to advance the idea. And they ran a pilot program for more than two dozen companies, mainly in the U.S. and Ireland. And these companies tried out the four-day week for six months. So they they just released their results from the first six-month cohort. And companies reported higher sales, up 8% on average, less burnout among their employees, and fewer sick days and absenteeism. Now, you spoke to different kinds of businesses, including nonprofit organizations that tried this out. 
That sector is different from something like a startup like you mentioned for Bolt. How did it work out for Bay Area nonprofits that are trying this four-day workweek model? Well, I spoke to a couple of smaller Bay Area nonprofits, one of which had done it for several years and one of which just started during the pandemic. I, I think the advantage that they have is not just being nonprofit, but being relatively small. I mean, the, the um, four-day week global people themselves said that it, it's smaller companies that are more able to do this because they're more nimble. So an example is Common Future, which is now all remote, but is based in Oakland. It's about 40 employees, and its purpose is to address the racial wealth gap. So they started experimenting with this during the pandemic, in part to support their workers who had children, who, as we all know, were home from school and, you know, people needed more flexible schedules. And as with other companies that experimented with it, they found it went well, and they were still meeting their metrics in terms of money raised and grants dispersed. So they decided to make it a permanent thing. And they had really interesting stories about things that um, some of their employees had done with their their Fridays off. You know, one of them turned her love of painting and drawing into a side business. Another one got involved in, in politics, you know, volunteering as a campaign financial advisor. According to people who have looked at this model very closely, are there certain kinds of industries or companies that could adapt to this four-day workweek model more easily than others? Well, I think the smaller the company, the easier it would be because you have less layers of bureaucracy. I, I think in some ways it might be easier for nonprofits because they don't have to make a profit. It's just easier for a company that's smaller and, and generally newer to be more nimble. The bigger and older a company is, the more it gets sort of bogged down with systems and red tape. Hmm. It's making me think about what a four-day work week could look like. Yeah, for I thought German. about that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a fascinating topic. Thank you so much for sharing it with me. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Carolyn Said covers business trends for The Chronicle. Find her four-day workweek story at sfchronicle.com and on The Chronicle app. In a moment, I'll be joined by Joanne Lee Wagner, the VP of People Operations at Common Future, an Oakland nonprofit that seeks to close the racial wealth gap in the country. She'll share the results of the organization's switch to a four-day workweek and why that paradigm shift is about equity and critical to the mission of Common Future. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Joanne Lee Wagner, you're the VP of People Operations at Common Future, an Oakland-based nonprofit that addresses the racial wealth gap in the country Tell me how the four-day workweek idea got started at your organization. So Common Future is a Black-led, majority people of color organization. And really this idea came about as we were going through the pandemic. We were also dealing with a lot of overwork, burnout. And so we knew that something needed to change, that we needed a new way of thinking about the workplace, thinking about work and really creating a workplace that supported our employees. 
who were doing this work to address the racial wealth gap and are so mission-driven. We knew that we owed it to ourselves to innovate and try new things. Can you tell me a little bit more about how the five-day work week sort of upholds inequities? The assumptions that we were really trying to challenge was 40-hour work week. Why is that the norm? Those hours really originated from the industrial era where people were manufacturing hard goods. You know, our organization is primarily knowledge workers and it allows for more flexibility. We work from home now. Oftentimes, I think particularly when it comes to marginalized communities, we are often having to bear the brunt of decisions that have been made in rooms of power that don't reflect our identities, our experiences. And so it was quite important for us poking holes in the assumptions, which included revisiting the five-day work week. Mm-hmm. Now, critics of the four-day work week think that the model stunts job growth while increasing employment costs. Did that happen for Common Future? What we found was actually productivity increases. Job growth absolutely did not get stunted for our organization. We actually doubled in size over the last year. We acquired two other organizations, and they were already on four-day work weeks themselves. I think one of the things that we continually see as we kind of go through the iterations of the four-day work week and continue to live it out and recalibrate what success looks like to us is that, you know, it really allowed people to get laser focused on what results we were trying to achieve. In the last employee survey that we just did in September 2022, employees reported that they're now receiving even more feedback from their supervisors And so we are finding that, you know, the things that the critics say don't actually play out in reality. Mm, Right. So it sounds like this isn't just a shift of how much time is being spent at work, but this is really sort of a cultural paradigm shift. And of course, with any sort of transition, I imagine there'd be some challenges to a new model. What did you all see in your organization and how did you resolve them? You know, first and foremost, it really is about grappling with your own assumptions around work. Many people in our organization, particularly because we are majority um, BIPOC and multicultural, you know, a lot of folks tend to come in with a very perfectionist mindset in order to achieve the American dream. And to then be asked from your employer to shift your thinking around work, to not focus on productivity, but rather on impact, or actually trying to do work smarter, not harder. A lot of the work is continuously talking about prioritization, continuously talking about what's the big picture of the impact that we're trying to make, and ensuring that we are ruthlessly cutting the busy work the things that are just about looking good, for example, and, you know, focusing is a big part of it. It means that people need to come prepared ahead of time so that when the meeting starts, discussion and decision making are possible. And while 
we still firmly believe that it is such a good thing for our organization, for the communities that we work with. It's something that needs continuous work, just like any other habit that you're trying to create. What would your message be to employers who might be listening and they're on the fence about a four-day work week? What would your message be to them about experimenting with this model that Common Future has? I think my message to them is that the paradigm of work is shifting, that the new generation of workers expects more from their employers, that they want to feel valued. The four-day work week is a great way to signal that you care about your employees. And in reality, it provides employees with so many benefits while also not damaging the impact that an organization makes. And so I would highly encourage all employers to consider the four-day work week and if not, to actually just begin practicing with some of the things that are a bit lower lift. Is there a way that you can get better at meeting less of allowing people to have more time? Another low-hanging fruit is to start encouraging prioritization to really ensure that team members are aligned around what is most important so that everything doesn't have to be important, which is impossible anyway. Mm. Well, Joanne, I bet a lot of listeners right now are furiously taking notes for their employers. Thank you so much for these helpful tips. I appreciate it. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Joanne Lee Wagner is the VP of People Operations at Oakland nonprofit Common Future. To learn more about her organization, visit commonfuture.co. Thank you to my fellow five-day workweek colleague, King Kaufman, for editing this episode and to you for listening. <laughs>